Safer Shmot, Parshat Truma, on the sanctity of the tablet. In Parshat Truma, the Israelites are told how to build the Mishkan, the tabernacle or traveling temple. This includes intricate instructions involving everything from precious metals to crimson yarn to dolphin skins. It included the Ark of the Covenant and Cherubim, made of gold. But I think one of the most interesting components of the Mishkan is the Shulchan, the table. God says in Exodus 25, You shall make a table of acacia wood, two cubits long, one cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold and make a gold molding around it. Make a rim of a hand's breadth around it and make a gold molding for its rim roundabout. Make four gold rings for it and attach the rings to the four corners at its four legs. The ring shall be next to the rim as holders for poles to carry the table. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. By these, the table shall be carried. But what is so interesting about a table? It shows that God designated a place for food and all the benefits associated with it. The modern Orthodox pioneer Shimshon Rafal Hirsch argued in his Torah commentary, it is symbolically used for nourishment, food, material abundance, and well-being, wealth, and comfort, he wrote. Hirsch noted that the table contained the bread of display, which we today represent with challah, and incense, which show that God gives us both sustenance and pleasure. Further, the gold parts of the table symbolize that God desires that we build a society where everyone has a comfortable standard of living. Long before Hirsch, the Zohar explained that the table of the tabernacle nourished not only the Israelites, but the entire world. Just as the table sustains the human body, God's table sustains the soul. And our tables at home ideally do both. I believe the home table is maybe the most central place in all of Judaism, as important as a shul, a school, mikvah, or a summer camp. The table is where families unite daily, festive meals are celebrated, stories are told, Torah is learned, guests are hosted, and traditions are passed on. The privilege of having such a home table is not something we should take for granted. My teacher, Rabbi Dr. Daniel Sperber, records an amazing Kabbalistic minhag, a Jewish custom, brought down by Rabbeinu Bechaya, <clears throat> that those who were particularly generous hosting the poor and strangers in their home were buried in coffins made out of their dining room tables. <clears throat> now, do I want to be buried inside a dining room table? Probably not, but I do hope to be remembered as someone whose table was open for nutritional, moral, and soulful nourishment of all. This Parsha inspires me to take seriously the phrase famously said at the Pesach Seder, all who are hungry, come and eat. A powerful story is recorded in Tractate Ketubot of the Talmud. To illustrate that, a powerful story is recorded in Tractate Ketubot of the Talmud to illustrate that in some cases, better than giving a needy person a small amount of money is feeding them personally, as this approach better honors the person's dignity. Goes like this. In the neighborhood of one of the rabbis of the Talmud, Mar'ukva, there was an extremely poor person. The rabbi would leave 
daily four coins behind the pauper's door. In this way, the pauper would never see his benefactor. One day, the pauper decided to wait for his benefactor to arrive so that he could see who he was. On that particular day, Mar Ukfa was late for the study hall, and when he delivered the coins, he was walking together with his wife. When the pauper saw the coins being delivered, he ran out to see who was there. Mar Ukfa and his wife sensed that they were being followed, so they ran away and jumped into a hot stone oven. The feet of Mar Ukfa started to burn on the stones, but his wife's feet did not. She explained to him that she merited this miracle because of the kind of loving kindness of her charity was greater than his. I am at home and I provide food for the needy to eat immediately, but you give them money with which they have to go and buy food. Friends, this applies even to our justice work today. Someone experiencing homelessness usually doesn't have the space or resources to cook. Giving them raw potatoes is essentially useless. Meanwhile, bringing cooked food for a picnic, as we've learned at Arizona Jews for Justice, is the best practice. Provides people with nourishing food. They can eat with no additional struggles. What's more, it gives us the opportunity to sit and eat with those in need and find out how to further help them get on their feet. Yes, the table is about food, but it's also about the relationships between people and bringing people together so we can all reach the potential we're meant to fulfill. The Talmud also points out that the struggle for food is one of the essential human hardships. When Adam is exiled from the Garden of Eden, he is told in Genesis, Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat from it all the days of your life. In Tractate Chagiga, Ben Zoma expresses gratitude for how much progress has been made to mitigate this struggle, although a great deal of human labor is still required. Ben Zoma used to say, how many exertions did Adam, the first man, make until he found bread to eat? He plowed, he sowed, he reaped, he gathered stalks together, he threshed stalks, he winnowed chaff from the grain, he selected, he ground the grain, he sifted, he kneaded, he baked, and afterwards only then did he eat the bread. But I, Ben Zoma, rise early in the morning and find all of these already prepared for me. From this we learn that the table must be a place of gratitude. We should meditate on all the people involved from start to finish in getting the food to our tables. The farmers, shippers, wholesalers, retailers. We probably couldn't name all the roles, even if we tried. We should then take that gratitude and act accordingly in the world. Seeing the table of God, complete with bread, incense, and gold, described in the Torah, the table that physically and spiritually sustains all, should inspire us to fulfill the vision described by Moses. Just as God feeds us, we are tasked with feeding others until the work of satisfying all the world's people is complete. Shabbat Shalom.